Yo, ECRG, what could you possibly be talking about being the most important concept in clinical research? Well, we're going to talk about that right after the intro. Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another episode. Today we're going to be talking about the most important concept for career growth in clinical research. Well, really this concept applies to any field and it applies to anything in life when you actually sit down and think about it. And I'm going to hopefully spark that in your mind today. And, you know, I listen to a lot of things, a lot of people in the entrepreneur, a lot of people in the fitness sector, and they all talk about this one concept. A lot of people in the real estate sector talk about this. And you probably heard this word before, but hopefully I'm going to, you know, put some concepts out there today and let you kind of think about it in a different way. And hopefully this will show you how you can improve your career, accelerate your career, and make a whole lot more money while doing what you love in clinical research at the same time. But before we get into that concept, I gotta tell you guys about the resume review program and our coaching program. So all you have to do is email us at eliteclinicalgroup@gmail.com at gmail.com if you're interested in taking your resume to the next level. A lot of people wait way too late. They wait until after you've applied and got rejected to like 50 jobs or something. Let us help you before you start applying. So reach out to us. We're going to help you boost your resume. We're going to let you know where your strengths are and what you need to pound in the interview. And then you can come to us for some interview prep also. It'll be about an hour. We'll, for the first 30 minutes, will be a lot of questions. I'll pound you with questions. We'll go over behavioral style questions. We'll go over some basic clinical research questions. And then we'll break down for the last half hour about where your strengths lie, where your weaknesses lie and help you prepare for that first interview because that is gonna be very, very important. And all it takes is for you to get your first job in clinical research, then it gets a lot easier. So make the investment now up front so you don't have to wait until you're three months in and still don't have a job yet before you come check us out. So email us once again, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com if you're interested in that. So now, what is the most important concept for career growth in clinical research? Leverage. Now you're probably thinking, what is leverage? So I'm gonna say it again. The most important concept for your career growth and overall career happiness, just overall, just associate anything good in your career and you can get to it by using leverage. So in the real estate game, leverage is what they're talking about is when you have, you put money down for a down payment on your house, essentially, let's say you put 20% down and then you go to the bank and leverage the other 80%. So you don't have the whole purchase price, you only put down 20% in cash. Most people can't buy their house 100% cash. So you leverage the other 80% usually. So that's called leverage, where you use other people's resources to get to where you wanna go. That's leverage. But that's how it works in houses. So how, do you, how, do you, how does that happen in a business sense? Well, in a business sense, so you're saying, let's say you want to work for a CRO. Well, in order to grow the business, the CRO is leveraging through your hard work to growing the business. So what they're doing is they're saying, hey, I can pay you, I can pay you $20 an hour, but we're going to bill the client for your work $40 an hour. So the CRO is making $20 an hour without doing anything off of you. 
That's why they're able to pay you which, uh, whatever salary you've negotiated because they're able to make money off of you regardless. That's called trading time for money. So they pay you money and you, you trade their time for you, for you trade your time for it. That's a trade. So they are using their employees as leverage to grow the business and make the shareholders a lot more money. That's leverage. But how does that apply to you in your day-to-day -day work? How does that apply to you getting more success in the clinical research industry? Well, a lot of you guys are probably familiar with negotiating your salaries, right? Well, the only way to make more money in this situation is by leveraging. So you're going to talk about all the ways that you can help the company make more money, right? Probably. So you're going to talk about, you know, let's say you're in sales. You're going to talk about how you're able to improve sales systems. You're going to talk about how you're able to, you know, sell more, to sell more stuff, whatever it is, programs, uh, goods, you're able to sell better to clients, whatever it is you've increased sales. Okay. Let's say you're a CRA. You're going to, you're going to talk about how you increase patient recruitment. That's a big one. We've talked a lot about how, you know, in, in our past videos, how patient recruitment was a huge sticking point, a huge friction point for clinical trials that people from all over the industry found. That was the number one thing by a wide margin. So you're probably going to talk about how you're able to improve patient recruitment. You can talk about how you are able to submit all your documents to the TMF on time. You're going to talk about all these different things that you can do. And you're going to leverage those skills and, and entice the employer to pick you and pay more money for you because you have those skills. That's another, that's another form of leverage. So we've, we've talked about all these different ways leverage, leverage can help you, but there's only certain positions in the industry where you can maximize your leverage. And the point at which you have most leverage is when, let's think about it in terms of supply and demand. So everyone knows CRAs are the most in demand in the research field. In the clinical research field, CRAs are the most in demand. So who do you think gets paid the most for the least amount of experience? It's obviously the CRA. The CRA is gonna be able to make the most money in clinical research, unless you're an executive. But the CRA, they get paid so much money when it comes to all things considered in benefits. A lot of them are remote. So all those expenses while they're on the road are not being paid. They get all the perks. They get all the travel perks. So, they're, uh, so they're, their travel when they're free is all paid for. They get high salaries because they're on the road all the time. They have a lot of leverage. They get bonuses, sign-on bonuses. I remember just a couple years ago, I mean, I don't know what they are now, but I remember them literally advertising on LinkedIn, $25,000 sign-on bonus for senior CRAs, $25,000 cash. Now, not to mention, they're also stocking options thrown in there sometimes. Uh, one, of my, one of my buddies just got a car, right? They're giving cars out to CRAs now. Uh, that's as one of the perks. So just to keep and limit that turnover in CRAs. So in that position, you have a lot of leverage. So that's why I advocate Everyone should go be a CRA for a couple of years and then go on to where you can in the other parts of the business. Because if you're used to that high quality salary and you're used to that high quality, uh, you know, of perks, anywhere else you go, they're going to have to match it or be come close to that. But if you're coming up from the bottom and go other places, study startup, site ID or wherever you want to go and your salary is, you know, at so, so level, they only have to raise you incrementally or keep you the same. So you want to you want to go where you have leverage at the highest possible salary. But also 
when you have all those people, like literally as a CRA, I get messages all the time from recruiters, sometimes every single day. But even, even in my other positions in clinical research, I was getting messages from recruiters. So you have a little bit of leverage there. That's, that's not the same in every other industry. Other industries actually do not have that. Uh, I don't know how often they get hit up by recruiters, but it's not like this clinical research industry. But I wanna use CRAs as the example because they get hit up the most by recruiters. So, so uh, I literally have senior CRA friends that will, say, that will say to me, if a recruiter gets on the phone with me and is talking anything less than $100,000, I hang up the phone. And you can literally do that because recruiters will literally call you every single day trying to get you on the phone. And it happens to me all the time. They're always messaging me, always calling me. That's a good thing. And that, that puts you in a position of high leverage because you're in demand. You always want to be where it's high demand for your efforts. That's where you always want to be. As soon as the tide shifts, then you shift on to what else is in demand. But right now, CRAs are in high demand, so that's where you want to be. Um, and that gives you the most leverage. That's going to give you the highest salary because it's high demand, uh, best perks, best ability to be mobile and be deadly. Uh, CRAs are known to have high turnover. So if you don't like your company, you can leave six months, three months, whatever. Will not affect your resume one bit. And it's not always going to be like that, probably. As these CROs start gobbling each other up, as these pharma companies, you know, get bigger and start gobbling each other up, there's going to be less opportunity for you to jump around like that. And the industries and the industry might change. Now, I'm not saying I know when this is exactly going to happen, but we did see some mergers in 2017 that were that kind of signaled that that's how places are going to go. We saw a lot of mergers actually over that year. We saw LabCorp buy Covance and Chiltern. We saw, Cineo, we saw Cineos get formed when INC Research and Inventive Health got, um, got uh, they merged together. Uh, I think there was one more. Uh, I, know, I know I covered Pamplona, Capital buying Parkcell. That's not really a merger. But, you know, mergers happen in this industry and the, the getting's not going to be as good for a long time. But when it, com when it comes to the leverage aspect of things, you want to go where you have the most leverage and, th and that's how you can really accelerate your career. And that's really the most important thing. And when it comes to negotiation is you can only negotiate when you have the leverage. Um, for example, one time I did, a, I had a lateral move. I went from a, I went from a uh, project manager assistant to an in-house CRA and I tried to negotiate my salary, but they wouldn't accept it. They weren't, they weren't having, they weren't having it. They were saying you can either take it or leave it. So apparently I had no leverage in that situation. I don't know why, because typically you're supposed to be able to negotiate anytime you change jobs. But you have the most leverage in a situation when you're new to a company. When you're getting new to a company, for some reason that's when you have the most leverage. I, I would think it was in a different situation when, uh, you know, let's say you've been at a company long enough and they don't want you to leave. So they're going to do what they can to keep you. That happens sometimes, but that is not all the time. So typically for the, for the average person, you're going to have the most leverage when you're new to a company. So that's when you can negotiate your salary the highest and you can do You can do a lot of things. I mean, the negotiation, you can do a lot of things. It's not just money, PTO, 
uh, remote work, any work from home action you want, uh, sick days. I mean, everything, they say everything's negotiable. So you can get creative with your negotiations, but the companies are only going to be interested in that if you have leverage in the situation. So you really wanna make sure that you know where your leverage is and you know how to use it. And in my estimation, CRAs have the most leverage. Uh, you know, I'm a, I might do a video on my overall thesis that people that travel are the most successful in the world. And I'll, I'll probably do another video on that. But it kind of goes into the fact that CRAs are pr pretty much the highest paid. Um, and then executives travel a lot also. They're extremely well paid also. Uh, you've got actors travel a lot. Musicians travel a lot. They're on tour all the time. Um, CEOs, obviously, I know that goes under executives. But, you know, that's, that's something else. But really what I want to tie this all together with is leverage. Just, just think about the situations where you have the most leverage and what kind of outcome can come from it. And usually when you have leverage, things go in your favor. Uh, if you, and if you are, have a hard time understanding what leverage means, just think about uh, if you've ever, if you've ever, um, I guess, if you ever had like a big rock and try to like flip it over with a shovel, well, if you hold the shovel down like by the base of it, it's really hard to get that rock up and move it. But if you go all the way out to the end of the shovel towards the tip and try and move it up, it's a lot easier to move it. Or if you've ever like put a put a tire on a car, they have this this device you use, or like a wrench. If you ever used a wrench, there it is. If you ever used a wrench, if you know you hold it kind of towards the nut that you're trying to screw on, it's a lot harder. But if you go towards the edge, it's a lot easier to move that nut. That's the same thing with leverage. It's a lot easier to get what you want when you have the leverage in a situation than when you don't have it. It's a lot harder. So this is a very important topic. Uh, we'll probably revisit again on how to on on how to actually exercise your leverage. But this is something I got to give a shout out to uh, Dan Locke. He's actually a YouTuber, also a big big time YouTuber, and he kind of did a video on leverage that got me even thinking about it in all these situations when we have the most leverage and who has the most leverage in clinical research, and that is definitely the CRAs because they're the most in demand. Um, I think, I think that could shift. Well, not necessarily shift because there's clearly like a holdup on who can be CRAs, because it is, it's, it's very very slow process to become a CRA, and a lot of people don't want to do it because of the travel, and you know that's pretty much a big deterrent. There are a lot of deterrents for people that are qualified to do it who don't want to do it, and then uh, you know people are retiring. Uh, there's just there's just a lot there's just a lot to it. Um, that we're not going to go into in this video, but yeah, leverage guys. So, anyways, if you hope you like this video, um, hope you subscribe to the channel. Hope you, if you're listening on the podcast, leave us a review. Take care, guys.